Hey guys, it's Monday, so we are doing another episode of my podcast, SheViver, and this Monday is actually really exciting because my sister is here. Yay! <laughs> so my sister is living in Florida currently, so for her to be able to come home for Christmas, they drove for three days, came into Canada quarantined in a lake house up north for 14 days with two small kids both while working full-time and lived to tell the tale so we're very excited about that we're going to be spending a lot of time celebrating this week oh yes yeah so um anyways I'm just going to jump right into it today I'm going to talk about um I'm going to talk about my experience with postpartum depression from the standpoint of when I was going through it about five years ago, 2015 is when I went through my postpartum depression. Um, so a lot of women send me messages and they ask how I knew I had postpartum depression and what it was like kind of admitting it to myself because it's really scary to admit suffering postpartum depression. Um, and then I'll talk a little bit about my medication as well and the journey to find the right medication because it is a journey. Um, usually you got to do some tweaking when you get on new meds. So uh, five years ago, Lane was a newborn and Christmas was coming up and I had a two-year-old and a newborn and I had lots of parties that I was being invited to and dinners and such because it was Christmas time. And... Every time I would pack up the kids to go somewhere, specifically when I was on my own and when Sean was at work or when Sean wasn't around to go with me, I would get the kids packed up. But the minute that Lane would start fussing in his car seat, I would go into full-blown anxiety. And I would undress kids and I would take Lane out of the car seat and I would text my friends or whoever I was meeting and I would say, sorry, I can't go, I'm not feeling good, or I would say I have a headache, or I would come up with any excuse to get me out of having to go and leave the house with this baby that I felt like I could not take care of by myself. I couldn't handle it. And that was a really hard feeling to cope with because as a mom, you feel that you should naturally just know how to soothe your child. And I couldn't do that with Lane. Lane, do you remember Steph? He was a very, yes. very... Yes, I remember his, that cry. His <laughs> cry, specifically. So I, so when Harlow was in the, in the NICU, Harlow had to spend a week in the NICU as a baby. And when she was there, there was a baby in the NICU who was going through withdrawal. And I don't know if you've ever heard an actual crack baby scream. Mm. But Lane had a crack baby yeah, scream like he really did and we used to call it his crack baby scream. and we don't yeah. say it in a joking way making fun of that situation but he really did it was a high peached high peached high pitched yeah. blood curling scream yeah it was one of those ones like you know it would yeah. send the hairs on your arms yeah pricked yeah, yeah. up and so i was terrified to take him out because i was scared he would cry and then all that all that attention would be on me. And then people would see how I couldn't calm him down. Mm -hmm. So it was easier to just stay in. So that started happening the beginning. Lane was born beginning of October and around the beginning of November, that's when that started happening. And that was more postpartum anxiety, just not being able to leave the house with my baby. 
Um, and of course, if you've suffered anxiety, you know that depression soon follows because anxiety controls your life. Mm-hmm. And then you get in this place where you just feel isolated and like you can't do anything. And that leads to depression. So one night, um, I'd spent the day actually Christmas shopping with my sister-in-law. And that night I was supposed to go to a girlfriend's house who was hosting a friend's Christmas. And the kids were invited. Sean and I were invited. We'd made the decision that I would go alone with Lane because um, we were just tired and it would have been nice for Sean to have a night with just Harlow get her to bed early and he could have the night to himself and I would take Lane to the Christmas party well I was in charge of making the stuffing because it was like a potluck Christmas dinner with our friends but I had never made stuffing before (laughs) and I put an immense pressure on myself (laughs) and these friends also a few of them had just had babies themselves Mm. and it was kind of almost going to be a meet and greet we'd all meet each other's babies and celebrate Christmas So I felt like they were thriving as new moms. So I needed, I felt the need to keep up as when we all know that feeling, keeping up with the Jones. And I, hi Rito, my nephew Reed just walked in. He's two and a half and he's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Um, So I was in the bathroom getting ready because I wanted to look put together. I wanted to look good and like I wasn't struggling and felt like I was on the bed of, death every single day (laughs) so I'm doing my makeup and then I remembered that the stuffing was in the crock pot and I go over to the crock pot and I realize that it's not even anywhere near ready and I'm supposed to leave in 20 minutes and that right there that right there was enough for me to have my breakdown. The the breakdown. We'll call it the breakdown of 2015. Um, I just walked out in the kitchen in my house coat, my hair half curled, makeup half on, stuffing burning in the crock pot, and I just shouted to Sean, I can't do it anymore. And I just dropped to the floor and started crying. And Sean looked at me like I had five heads. And he said, so what? So don't go. Don't go to the party. And I just cried. And I said, it's not the party. It's it's everything. And he came over and he he literally picked me up off the ground. He put his arms around me. And I dug my head into his chest. And I just said, I think I have postpartum depression. And Sean's response was, you think? <laughs> because he knew, I think he was just waiting for me to admit it because he didn't want to be the one to have to point out that I was not okay. And so that night I decided to stay home from the party. I took a bath in the dark, in the dark. Took my phone in the bathtub. I texted my mom and my sister. I texted you. Mm-hmm. And I said... I'm making an appointment on Monday. I'm going to the doctor because I, I'm i not okay. I'm struggling. Yeah, and you mentioned just quickly mm-hmm. that you you know you were in the dark. That actually was a really common thing. I remember going back to that time where we would come to your house and the curtains would be mm-hmm. all drawn and you had to have specifically like blackout curtains. And, mm-hmm. and that was noticeable just, you know, us seeing you in that way and always at home in the dark and it was a dark period like the whole everything about it like we yeah 
we would draw the curtains because um, we lived across the road from a park and the dogs would bark at, out the window at the people at the park, which would wake the baby, which would set off my anxiety. So we would, like, we were literally living in a dark house that was, you know, laundry strewn about everywhere, dishes in the sink. We weren't getting any sleep. It was awful. And that night I laid in the dark and it was kind of like a metaphor of how my whole life was, was just in the dark at that point. And so mom texted back right away and said, your dad and I knew something was wrong. We should, and I know mom felt a lot of guilt because she felt like she should have pointed it out to me sooner so that I would have had the realization. But the truth is you have to come to that realization on your own. Um, But anyways, so I ended up Googling signs of postpartum depression and there was a website and there was a list of 10 symptoms and signs of postpartum depression. And I ticked off every single one right down to the scariest, worst one of all. And it was, um, it was thoughts of self-harm or thoughts of harming your child. And that's how I knew just how bad it was because when I was struggling through my depression, and this is really uncomfortable to talk about. So trigger warning right here. Um, this is, something that may be a triggering thing that I'm about to say. So just beware. When I went through my depression at the darkest point, I was having um, thoughts of harming myself and my baby. Oh, I think there's a child at the door. Um, anyways, so it... That was really scary. And I'll explain it because it sounds it sounds really bad and, and, and it is really bad. But what it was was not thoughts. It wasn't that I thought I would hurt my baby or I would hurt myself. It was when I was in periods of being really stressed and anxious and depressed, I would get these glimpses in my head of like, hurting like of losing control like the thought would go through like that when he wouldn't stop screaming I would just do something awful and I knew that that is how I needed to go get help because at the time they weren't they were just uncontrolled thoughts so I wasn't in control of having these thoughts of wanting to hurt myself or my baby they were just popping up and I knew that I needed to get help because I I didn't want it to get to the next step where I would have uncontrolled actions and that's when I made the appointment I went to the doctor's office And my doctor was on maternity leave herself, so I had a stand-in doctor, and she said to me, we sat down, and she had a little checklist to check off, you know, all the signs of depression that I had, and the first thing she said was, so why do you think you have postpartum depression? And I couldn't even speak, and I just started bawling. I just cried for probably a really awkward amount of time for her, (laughs) and I just cried, and She just nodded in understanding and said, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's safe to say that you do. And she commended me on being so brave 
to come and admit it and to come talk to her. And she said one thing that will always stick in my head, and I say it to every new mom, it's not normal to feel out of control and to feel sad. It's very common. So a lot of people will say to you, it's normal to feel overwhelmed. It's normal to feel irritable. It's normal to feel upset. It's not normal to feel it to a certain extent. It's, it's very common, but it's not normal. I'm saying this totally backwards. That's why I'm thinking about it. She, no, okay, scratch that. She said it's, it's not normal to feel so out of control and it's not normal to feel so down and sad all the time but it's common and that's what she said that really made a difference for me because she said it's so common women just don't talk about it and that's obviously why I'm here with this podcast because I want to talk about it I want to take the um the I can't think of the word right now but anyways so going back to that, I was sitting there and she checked off the list and she explained she was going to put me on an antidepressant and what it was and all, you know, the medical, everything behind it. And so I went home feeling good, feeling like, okay, I'm taking control of this. I'm starting to, I'll start feeling better. She warned me it would take two to three weeks and it was Christmas week, which really sucked because I was kind of hoping to feel much better right away. And I remember we were at mom and dad's for Christmas, our family Christmas, and Michelle and Darcy showed up. Our old neighbors, they come visit our family every year for Christmas. Obviously not this year, they won't. Um, But they visit us, and I remember thinking, how am I going to put on a happy face? Because at this point, Steph, like, you probably remember, I always looked sad. I always just, there was no sparkle in my eye. I was just drained. If I smiled, it was very forced. And my mom pointed that out to me that yeah. she knew. You could just we tell. All knew. Yeah. You could just tell Mallory yeah, wasn't Mallory. Difference. Yeah. And when she came, I, I remember panicking, thinking, how am I going to look okay? How am I going to pull this off and make her think that I'm, you know, good? That was the worst thing when people would say, how have you been? And you have to force the, the, you have to force the. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. But you don't really feel that way. Okay, honey. Harlow just came in. Um, okay, honey. Okay, can you go up, please? So, yeah. So that was a very hard Christmas. Um, there is a picture. My mom and my sister and I went out shopping one day. And there is a picture of us. At the shopping mall because mom wanted a picture of the three of us together. And I have Lane wrapped around me in a wrap. And every time I see that picture, I just look at myself and I think, oh my goodness. I was just a, I was just a sack of skin. Like I wasn't even a human being at that point. I just, I didn't, I was so empty. And I always look at that picture now and I think, holy cow, I was so empty. But... It's safe to say I got on some meds and they worked. I had to do a little bit of tweaking. So here's what I want to get into talking about the medication aspect of it. So for those of you um, who are, who've come to the realization that you need help, that you need um, help via medicine, I'll give you a little bit of advice because I get a lot of questions about going on meds and side effects and how long it takes to work. So when I went on my meds for the first time, 
Um, I realized after two weeks that it just wasn't enough. Shut the door, honey. Um, my dose wasn't high enough, so I had to go back and I had to increase my dose. And I went from 10 milligrams of Prozac to 20 milligrams of Prozac. And yes, I... Side note, I left that doctor's office laughing at myself thinking, oh my goodness, I'm one of those crazy people on Prozac. And not that, obviously, I don't think people on Prozac are crazy because I took it. Um, But it brought me back to the 2000s with that band, that band Prozac, that sings I Got a Strange Disease. Anyways, if you're my age, you'll get that. If you're younger, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyways, I kind of had to laugh at myself when I was leaving doctor's office because I was like, oh, yep. I'm the one on Prozac, which thank God I was because it, it did. It helped me get better. It pulled me out from the darkness. Um, but I did have to, I had to adjust my dose. So I went from 10 milligrams to 20 milligrams. Um, then when COVID hit, so flash forward, because I've never actually been able to come off my meds. I've tried a few times to wean off of them, but um, each time I just find that I get really overwhelmed. So I've never, I've stayed on my meds for the past five years, but now I am on a med that, um, it's a fixer, I think, but it, so when COVID hit, I had to switch because my anxiety with COVID went through the roof. Steph's like nodding at me. We all like technically the entire world should be on meds right now. <laughs> if you're not, you're a superhero. Give me some of that power. But um, yeah, so I went on a fixer for my anxiety. So something else I want to warn you about medication and stuff, you might find this interesting too. So I was finding something was going on in my head with my eyes and it felt like an odd twitching. And I would get it and then for a few days it would get really bad and it would feel like my head was just being like almost as if there were TENS machines on my brain and it would go and my eyes would go a little squiggly and then it would go back and I had no idea what was going on. I thought it was my eyes. Went to the eye doctor twice and then I realized it, it happened when I would start missing my meds. So if I miss two or three doses of my medication, they're called brain zaps. Have you heard of them? No. No. So because I'm on, I don't know the technical, it's like an SSRI or something. Anyways, the type of med that I'm on actually um, tampers with the electrical impulses in my brain, Mm -hmm. the electrical pulses. Mm -hmm. And if I am off my med, I get zaps because it's my brain like trying to it's just confused almost. So yeah, so I realized I started getting these apps. So now I never miss my meds because they're awful. But I wanted to add about that because if you're on your meds and you're experiencing what I just described, it's a real side effect. It's it's from like your brain in withdrawal from missing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. So the key points here I wanted to get through. I wanted to tell you a little bit in depth about my experience with realizing I had postpartum depression and then I wanted to give you some insight on the medication and please if you're finding that the meds aren't working if you've just been put on the prescription go to your doctor and tell them because after a couple weeks you should feel a difference it does take a couple weeks to alter your your the, the chemical 
balancing your brain. But after a couple weeks, if you don't notice a difference, you need to go talk to your doctor. They're either going to up your dose or they're going to put you on another medication. Um, but it's so important. Don't give up on the meds. Just find what works. It's a journey to find what works, but it's, it's life changing. And don't be ashamed if you have to be on meds. I think so many people are on meds that you don't even know about. It's just something we don't talk about. So people just don't, don't feel people are ashamed of it. I don't think it should be anything to be ashamed of because I think in today's world and society with everything that's going on, like I joked before the whole world should be on medications, but yeah. And therapy Mm -hmm. and therapy. (laughs) Anyways, this is a little bit longer than I normally go with my podcast because there were a couple interruptions. But like I, I warned you in my past podcast that this is real. This is you'll get the interruptions. You will get me as a mom. You can hear my kids screaming in the background. That's a normal occurrence every day in this house. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to let you go. I hope you have a fantastic week. If you found this helpful, please share it with someone who may need to hear it. Please subscribe and share with women who you think need to have this tribe, this sisterhood, who any Shivaiver you may know that would like to listen to this podcast, please share. Thank you. Have a great week, guys.